Time now for another Boca Behind the Scenes. I'm Dean Muccio, and uh, this is where we uh, talk with employees with the city of Boca Raton, find out a little bit about them, the job they do, and uh, some of the things that they bring to the citizens of uh, Boca. I want to welcome Keith Carney, who's the floodplain manager for the city of Boca. Keith, welcome. Thank you, Dean. Appreciate being here. Great to have you here. And Zachary Burr for the Assistant City Engineer. Uh, welcome to the program. Hey, Dean. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Uh, so we're talking about knowing your flood hazard, protecting and insuring your property. That's the topic of our Boca Behind the Scenes. But I want to find out a little bit about uh, you, Keith. Give us a little background on yourself, how long you've been with the city. Uh, I've been with the city for 16 years. Uh, I've been the uh, city's uh, zoning officer for uh, pretty much most of that time. Uh Um, And I am also the city's floodplain manager. Um, I've had that role since uh, 2004. Um, So I've been uh, managing uh, the floodplain and being the CRS coordinator, the Community Rating System Coordinator, which is a FEMA uh, activity uh, system that we mm-hmm. implement as part of the uh, floodplain management for the city. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, you know, I was, I've said this many times, but I love the longevity longevity of the employees with the city. You know, you've been here several years. Uh, Zachary, uh, the assistant city engineer, tell us about yourself. So originally from St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. and uh, went to college there and met uh, my wife, now wife. She uh, grew up in Boca Raton. So we moved back, and uh, I spent a lot of time doing engineering in the private sector. And then about a year and a half ago, right before uh, Hurricane Irma, uh, I got hired with the city and jumped right into it, as it were. So yeah. doing working through municipal services, and uh, they have a wide range of functions, but uh, the capital improvements projects, and then also the streets department, which takes care of the roads, sidewalks, and specifically related to flood, uh, the drainage program. So uh, stormwater guys. Well, great to have you. Thank Welcome. You. Uh, tell us a little bit about what a floodplain manager does in your department. Uh, g- uh, generally, the the day to day operation of of a floodplain manager is primarily reviewing uh, permits that come into the city for for construction. Uh, we their city has uh, regulations, and also the state of Florida has regulations regarding how. Uh, high you have to build your structure to be compliant with uh, the floodplain regulations that FEMA has set forth. Um, So my day pretty much is mostly reviewing permits and making sure that the plans that are designed by the design professional are meeting the, the codes. A lot of very busy, important work that you do certainly yes and yeah. i'd like to i'd also like to add that um we also field many inquiries on um from the residents and citizens of where they are located in in the in the flood zones throughout the city um based on you know they're looking to get maybe flood insurance or they want to purchase a property um they need that information to make their uh, personal decisions. That's great to know. That's great to know. Uh, Zachary, as the assistant city engineer in the uh, municipal service department, you're involved in stormwater management. What does that mean and how does it relate to floodplain management? Yes, so uh, the city is part of a federal program, which is the National Pollution Elimination, no, NPDES, National Pollution Discharge Elimination System. I can never get unless I say the acronym. (laughs) But that is a, yes, that's a federal permitted program. So the city maintains compliance with that. 
And with that program, we're doing active inspections on the city's stormwater infrastructure. So it uh, may surprise some people, but the city has uh, over three miles of exfiltration trenches. Some people know that as French drains, but that's the backbone of the drain system. It's an underwater, think of it like an underground undergr- uh, gravel basin, okay. where once the water flows in, it percolates through that. So uh, you put uh, rocks underground and you put a filter fabric around it, and it allows for a large amount of water to be dispersed back into the underground system. So and if anybody's ever dug a backyard behind their house and keep sure. digging and digging, it's all sand. Yeah. So when the water flows into the ground, it actually percolates back into the, uh, the aquifer system. So we really encourage residents to uh, take care of their swales. We're always promoting swales. Mm-hmm. It's the unsung hero of the city's drainage system. Uh, it allows water to percolate back down and recharge the aquifer where the city gets its drinking water. So it's a really nice natural process uh, that uh, also benefits the city. Why are we talking about uh, floods and flood insurance this month, statistically and and about floods? Uh, Well, uh, this month uh, we are going to be audited by FEMA. Uh, The Insurance Services Office uh, comes to the city every five years. We call it a cycle visit. Mm -hmm. So they come in to review our floodplain management plan all the aspects of of what the city is doing to uh, protect life and property uh, due to flooding or flood events. Right. Um, so basically, I mean, you know, we'd like to raise the awareness all year long. Uh, sure. It's not just October. It, it's basically we, we want to raise the awareness of the dangers of a flood event uh, throughout the whole year. Um, uh, fl- flooding are basically the, it, it's the most common natural disaster in the whole country. And they've become way more prevalent now that, you know, we've had some thousand New Year storm events. Uh, just recently, Hurricane Florence in the Carolinas uh, last year in Texas and yeah. Houston. Uh, so these these events are becoming uh, very prominent and extremely dangerous. So we, we're looking to just raise the awareness to the public. How do people know if they're in the flood zone? They could go to the city's website. We have a our flood page uh, to access uh, their uh, property information. Okay. They can input their address, and that will result in a basically a map that will show their pinpointed location and where where they're located. And the map is color. Um, it's an aerial map. It'll show the flood lines. It'll show uh, the required elevation that's required. Um, so it's a, everything it's they a, need is there. It's a fairly yeah. interactive map. They could also go to the FEMA. Uh, Gov a website uh, for flood information as well. It's a very, it's virtually the same type of interactive system. Do you, do you have to be in a flood zone to get insurance? No, that's you can still get insurance outside of a flood zone. On the chance that you know things may change or elevations, could that could that change over time? I mean, could someone over a period of time end up in a flood zone? Yes. Yes, so that most, is possible. Most certainly. Uh, this uh, last October was basically our remapping that we got from FEMA. So we have all brand new flood maps. Our, we used to have maps from 1984. <laughs> right. So it was a really long time since we've had an updated uh, flood mapping wow. uh, analysis of the city. So the current maps are way more accurate. They were done by... Uh, a LIDAR plane that flew over the city and shot topographical laser pinpointed elevations mm-hmm. to determine what is going to be most susceptible to a flood event. Right. Wow. So, 
I, I bet things have changed since 1984. Yeah. When you saw that map, you're like, "Well, this lo- this looks logical uh, for this day and age." Go ahead, Zachary. Definitely. Oh, really quick. So, with the hundred year flood, you hear that a lot with Harvey and Florence, and yeah. and for for people listening to that, uh, that doesn't guarantee a flood in, in a hundred years or, or vice versa. That's an uncertainty. So you're looking at probabilities. That just means there's a one percent chance per year that you could get flooded. So if you're looking at that probability-wise, that's basically if you have a 30-year mortgage, a 26% chance while you have that mortgage of a flood, uh, flood event occurring. So it could happen in your area, even if you're outside of a flood zone. How can people, other than calling you going, am I in the flood zone, how can people protect their property from flood damage? Is there steps that they should take to protect their property if they're in a flood zone? They could, they could uh, analyze their property by simply getting a, a land survey okay. that provides – the survey could uh, give some elevations of sure. what their floor is, of their, of their building, how, what the floor is of their garage. Uh, you could get the, the survey. You can get a FEMA flood elevation certificate, which, which is a way more definitive analysis mm-hmm. for, specifically for – to, to analyze their, their property uh, flood potential. You touched on this, the swells and and drainage, but discuss storm drains and swells and the importance of each of those. If you could go into a little bit more detail. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to talk about that. So the city has uh, a lot of different uh, stormwater infrastructure. Uh And uh, so just to give it the the path of a raindrop, when it falls on the street, it's going to flow from the street out over into either a swale. So those are the grassed areas next to the street, which is most people don't pay attention to but that is part of the stormwater system, especially mm-hmm. in South Florida. And then it could also flow down into a stormwater grate. And I get a lot of questions when people say sewer. There's a difference between a sanitary sewer and a stormwater sewer. So if it's covered, it's likely that it's sanitary. That's where your wastewater goes from the shower and everything else. Right. But the stormwater grates, that's that's rainwater flowing directly into that. It flows in pipes. And then if you look out and see canals around the city and in areas, we actually have the C-15 to the north border of the city and the Hillsborough Canal to the south and then the uh, intercoastal waterway to the east border. And all of that rainwater flows down kind of the uh, Finding Nemo movie. All drains <laughs> lead to the ocean. So when the ra- uh, raindrop gets into that system, it eventually makes its way out into the canals and uh, out to the ocean. So, uh, you know, talking about illicit discharges, dumping, uh, it's a moment to plug. Please don't dump anything down your storm drain. It doesn't just disappear. Right. You know, that's going into the aquatic system with the fish and the wildlife that we love. Yeah. So, uh, and the importance of that is keeping it clean. So, uh, putting your vegetation on storm drains and other things that could potentially block the, the drainage system, when a, a major event occurs, that's when you're going to have your issues. Because if anything blocks that system, it's not going to function uh, at its maximum potential. Great information. Uh, talk about who should have flood insurance obviously somebody who's in the flood zone probably i mean should have flood insurance but what the city's doing to reduce rates well i'd like to emphasize that everywhere is a flood zone it's based on a, the level of risk in that in a specific land area that is more vulnerable to accumulation of water mm-hmm. or tidal flooding mm-hmm. so basically everybody is considered in a flood zone. Okay. Um, so I think what people should remember is that the required elevations that FEMA sets out on their map, and, and they're basically they're delineated by lines on a map. 
if you're one street <laughs> next to the line on the map, that is not going, that is not going to <laughs> yes. the, the water is not going to stop, stop at lines right. on the map. Right. So we would like to emphasize that to the public is that you could be three streets over from someone that's in the special flood hazard area determined by FEMA. You're not you're you know you're not going to be safe right. possibly. Right. Okay. So. Um, that's why we encourage everybody to analyze their own individual property situation, mm-hmm. uh, consult with a, an insurance agent, yeah. and that way they can assess uh, the, their, their potential for a flood. How does, um, how does our rating affect insurance rates? Uh, well, our, currently our CRS rating is a rated 8, and the scale goes from 1 to 10, okay. 1 being the best rating. That's, and basically there's only one jurisdiction in the in the United States that's rated a one. So we're an eight. So what that relates to is that everybody that has a flood insurance uh, policy gets a 10% discount on their premiums. And that is all based on the different activities that the city is involved with in managing the floodplain, providing uh, public outreach, stormwater management, as, as Zach has alluded to, um, maintaining uh, the elevation requirements in the code, uh, and there's there's a various many other activities that were involved with the CRS. So they basically score the city and rate us based on all these different things that we're involved with. So we're currently our our cycle visit is going to be coming up uh, at the end of this month, and we've implemented uh, a lot more activities. So we're thinking our score is going to improve. We're, that's basically our our goal right now sure. is to increase that score to get us possibly a seven or a six or maybe a five, That'd which in and, and the increments go by 5%. So mm-hmm. if we get to a seven, we'll uh, get the residents or property owners a 15% discount on their premiums. Oh, okay. And if we get to a six, it'll be 20%, which is a substantial amount of savings oh, sure. for, for property owners. Uh, how can property owners find out more about flood risk zones, insurance, safety? Uh, go to the website. Go to the city's website. We, we have uh, created some brochures that are going to be sent out with their utility bills in the next couple weeks. Um, they can go to the library. They can come to the city's uh, building department. We have literature there. Um, the, uh, the building department address is not at City Hall. It's at 200 Northwest 2nd Avenue in the old library building. Um, and, uh, and they can call, they can call our office at, at the development services office, call the zoning office at 561-393-7792. Or go to myboca.us forward slash flood and yes. get that information. Correct. So much information, good information. I mean, this, these are things that, uh, you know, you think about flooding and flood, but to get the detail that you guys talked about uh, is really great. It's a pleasure meeting you. Uh, Keith Carney, uh, floodplain manager, and Zachary Burr, assistant city engineer. Great me- meeting both of you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having us, Dean. Likewise. Th- thanks, thanks for being a part of uh, Boca Behind the Scenes.